Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The E-Day Mitsu Master MX-5 Cup Presented by BF Goodrich On IMSA Radio And there is the green flag For free practice one For the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America At this weekend Sailings Six hours of the Glen On IMSA Radio It's John Hindorf And Shea Adam In the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre And Good to have your company, Shea, this morning. It's a while since we've seen these cars. Last time we were in the sunshine of Miami for the Formula One race. And here they are on a somewhat longer and uh, perhaps a track with more history. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Uh, yes, yes. As a Miamian, I will very much back you on that. Um, and also, how funny is it that we are now almost two months later in the year from when these guys last were racing and conditions are much cooler than they were the last time that we were out. Good point. Even though it's now officially summer and we are in June in upstate New York, it is not hot and humid like it was in Miami for the uh, race which played support to the Grand Prix. 18 degrees Celsius in the air, 26 on the track. That's so 64. 66? 64 in the air and 79 on the track. Yeah, that's that's it's pleasant. That is 30 degrees Fahrenheit cooler than it was uh, when these guys were out for their race for race number two on the Sunday. Championship at the moment uh, only going one way, <laughs> which is the way of the Texas man, Riley Dickinson. Five out of six race wins so far on the season has given him a points total of 157. Lo- uh, not Logan Sargent. That was a Formula One mistake there. Tom Sargent is no, in second. No, rel- no relation whatsoever. From the, same, from the Antipodes. They are both from the Antipodes. Logan Sargent's from Fort Lauderdale. I thought the Formula was- One driver. Oh, I thought they were both from, one was the Kiwi and one was the Aussie. Oscar Piastri ah, is from... That's who I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, no, Logan Sargent's from Fort Lauderdale, but Tom Sargent is from Down Under and making a very good run of the championship with a string of second-place finishes that was broken in the last round. He's got 103 points. And then Will Martin, the Brit, has 90, so he's still in this as well as we have more races to come than races that we've already done. So it is still fairly doable as long as someone else starts winning a lot aside from riley dickinson but he has no plans to relinquish his threshold and doesn't have to keep winning though does no he? no that, and that is that is a very i think that's a very key point for him and i yes. think he knows that he's also been around now still quite a young man only in his early 20s but this is his fourth fourth year in this championship exactly yeah. and therefore he knows how destructive a DNF or a bad weekend can be. And picking up points for second and third now keeps him in the championship hunt. Somebody's got to go on a run that matches what he did at the start of the season. Yeah, but Riley finished second in both the races here last year. It's a bit of unfinished business for him as far as that's concerned. And he did have unfinished business at Long Beach. Uh, One of those races, he was victorious. The second one, 
he finished third. That's been his only non-win so far this year. So Riley looks at all the tracks that we are going to and thinks, I want to win there. I want to win there. I want to win there. Ooh, I'd like to win there. Yep, that would be cool. Oh, I have to win at Coda. That's my home race, and that's ending out the season. So, yes, he doesn't have to win, but the aim going into every oh, weekend is still always win or, or park it. Um, in Pro-Am, Efren Castro has a lead in the championship. Not much of a lead. Nine points over the Canadian, Marco Cironi. Moise Uretsky is in third. He's driving car number 44. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, but Efren Castro comes into this year second in the Pro-Am championship and a champion within the last two years. So another guy who's very well established in this running and who realizes what it takes to get the big prize at the end of the year. Speaking of the big prize, Mark Almey took it last year. He's well on his way to taking it again this year, 155 points. Now, he's ahead of Scott Noble, who's in second, and Scott has been doing a fantastic job this year. New to the championship, uh, won the first round of the season. The slightly contentious thing, though, John, he also drives for MDK Motorsports, and MDK is Mark D. Kame motorsports so uh the guy leading the way in points is also the guy whose name is over the door uh then it's michael merritt in third on 83 points john Getz for right motorsports on 80 and james mccann is in fifth we didn't mention michael mccann he's in fourth in the overall championship so the pro category he's got 50 points on the season so uh, less than a third of the tally that riley dickinson has accrued but for michael mccann that is a huge turnaround from where he was a year ago in this championship Adam and John Hindoff in the Global Broadcast Centre. Uh, drive through for Dan Clark. Can't hide in the number 64 car and his new livery. Uh, that was leaving the pit box early. Well, that's the number 10 coming into the pit box. That's uh, who Scott, we were just talking about, Scott, Scott Noble. Noble. I love the livery of that car. Dark blue for the body with white accents. As the hood goes up. Uh, now. Do you mean the hood? I do mean the hood. The engine cover. No, I mean the hood. All right. Look, it's they're checking for groceries that were left in the car, perhaps uh, something in that space. No engine below there, but uh, power steering fluid would be in there. Brakes. Brakes. That is a great livery. It's mega. That's what you would want your Porsche to look like if you were going to have a street car and make it look subtly like a race car. I am a big fan of dark blue Porsches. <laughs> You have an affinity for those. I do. Yeah. Now, I think they're looking at brake fluid. So I wonder if they've done a brake change and they're just bleeding out the brakes one more time. Oh, no. Now they've put the computer in. Ooh. That's not good. That's not brakes, then. It is off the ground. I mean, they've they've put it on its jacks. Uh, That might just be to... Well, I don't know why that they would do that, actually. I am curious as to why, of course, is setting up their pit box right behind where that car is stationed because the WeatherTech cars are not supposed to be in the paddock, let alone having opened their trucks as of yet. So a little bit confused. And they're not running a car in any of the support series. But, ayo, that's a problem for another day. Uh, the fastest time so far will come to no one's surprise. It's Riley Dickinson leading the way. <laughs> one minute, 49 seconds, .508. Uh, he is ahead of Jason Hart in second, although Jason is on a better lap this time around, so we should see the lap time improving. Third, Alex Sedgwick. What a kid. Yeah. What a story for Alex, who wasn't supposed to be running the full season this year. He, he wasn't even supposed to be driving the car. But manner of things happened. He found himself piloting the number 98 Porsche, and he's doing a fantastic job so far.
you feel that that podium, it's going to keep resulting in trophies for Alex. Yeah. Will Martin in third, and then Sean Varwig in uh, fifth position. Excuse me, Will Martin in fourth. Michael Cooper is in sixth. Now, this is a car I'm going to be watching very closely this weekend. Michael Cooper, multi-time champion in North American sports car racing, had long ties to the bow tie, different manufacturer, was Rolex LMP3 winner in 2021. So he's got experience doing well in a variety of different cars. But racing a Porsche, it's an art form, John. It's a very different thing. So for Michael Cooper to come in, I want to see how quickly he adapts to this form of racing because it's not a question of if he will be fast. It's how long will it take him to be fast. There's a lot of good drivers who have never got their heads round. Yep. Particularly a cup car. Cup car is oh. one of the hardest cars to drive. Lap record here is Kai von Berlo from 2021 on a 148.619. Hmm. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. 148.619. We're only three tenths away from that at the moment. Kai von Berlo is here this weekend racing in GTD in one of the new uh, 992 cars. The GT3 machinery. Debris on track between turns five and six. That's at the exit of the bus stop. Hopefully it's offline. Uh, uh, that's between outer loop and the downhill drop into the toe of the boot, actually. Yes. Yeah. The big banked right-hander. Yes, yes, yes. Outer loop. So easy there to slightly overdo it. And you pop out of the banked section like a cork out the bottle and easy to get on the grass on either side there uh, we're still running with local yellows <laughs> looking after that wing adjustment for Jeff Mosing brave man who runs in the pro-am category on or off? Uh, looks like they're taking some off they just tilted it so it's more level Jeff is a, a guy who's got a lot of experience racing in many different things Races in a GT4 class car as well in the Michelin Pilot Challenge alongside longtime co-driver Eric Voss. And Jeff, who has said quite publicly he will continue to race in this championship, but this will be his only racing starting next year. Oh, really? So if you need a good silver driver, you want someone who's got a lot of experience in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, who knows how to win, and who knows how to win championships, call up Eric Voss. I would give his phone number over the loudspeaker if uh, <laughs> if you were okay with that. As out goes Mosing. Dan Clark back in. That distinctive red and white helmet. They're looking to the left rear of that car. Doors open as well. That's one of the Nola Sport machines. Bright yellow. Oh, highlight the yellow and green. That explains the colors. Nola Sport. Oh, come on, Cher. There we go. Sorry, I've only had one cup of coffee this morning. Johnny Knotts is out there patrolling the pit lane, keeping us all safe. Good morning, Johnny. As Will Martin is now up into second. Great lap by Will, driver for JDX, the number nine machine. 149.931. 148.969 is the fastest of the day so far. That's Riley Dickinson. And he and Will Martin are separated by .962. Moisey oh, Oreski comes in. I love the in. portion numbers. .962. Very good. I'll say what you did there. Yeah. Uh, Moisey Oreski in in the pink and purple and white car. He's in the Pro-Am category. Categories here decided by driver age. 
Although one or two drivers do ask if they can be upgraded, if you see what I mean, <laughs> rather than downgraded. Ah, they're midlife crisising. They're in uh, denial about their real age. That's what it is. Yep, we've got a penalty that's just come in. It is John Getz, track limits, lap time invalidated. No drive through as of yet for car number 57. Keep an eye on that right motorsport machine out around the circuit. Huge amount of cars here, and they are pretty much all out. There's only three cars that I can see in the pit lane, make that four with Dan Clark. So we have had sensible times, shall I say. Dan's from, just leaving. Okay, from 31 cars. Just waiting for Philip Marchin to come round, Scott Noble, Mick Burl for 762 Motorsport, and Dan Clark. He hasn't had a proper lap either. How wonderful is it to see Nick Bull in this championship, by yeah. the way? Driving car number 58 this weekend, as you said, for 762 Motorsports. But Nick is a guy who's got a lot of experience running in prototypes. He ran with Performance Tech for a little while there. Actually won the Rolex with them a few years back. Uh, ran in a GTD car last year as the endurance driver at Daytona, I think it was, for Hardpoint. Uh, so did drive the GTD Porsche and then got the call up for this weekend and said, yeah, I'll have a go. Why not? Let's give it a try. So the Texas man representing well, putting in his first flying lap so far uh, right now. Although he is credited with four laps, not one of them has set a time. So they've all been in and outs. Shea Adam and John Hindoff in the Global Broadcast Centre for IMSA Radio. Hello there. Whether you're here at the circuit or for the field, it's good to have your company. Jeremy Shaw will join us later on this weekend. It is important to note, John, that this is the first multi-class racing series we've had this day. All the cars are the same. As you said, the drivers denote what category they're in based on their age. But the fact of the matter is the cars don't have any innate differences between them. So a Pro-Am driver could win overall. There's yeah. nothing telling the Pro-Am car that it's not as good as the Pro cars. It's nope. just how quickly can the driver make the car go? Zero differences between the cars. They're all current specification, so that is Type 992 in Porsche parlance. They use the, they are called a GT3, and in fact, they are very similar to the GT3 road car. The engine is identical, 507 horsepower from the quote-unquote standard GT3. They use a racing gearbox, which is paddle shift. They have slightly smaller wheels, actually. The road-going cars, all the 992s have 20s at the front and 21s at the back. These are on 18-inch racing wheels with Michelin slicks. And what was the other point I was going to make? Oh, yes, uh, the body, they're all wide-bodied cars, as are all Type 992s, road cars as well. However, they do have what's called the turbo body because they have the air intakes around the back arches uh, that the turbo would have rather than the GT3 road car which just has solid rear arches but effectively if you are fortunate enough to get a GT3 or a GT3 Touring you're basically driving this car, it has the same double wishbone front suspension, same engine as I mentioned which is still the venerable 4 litre flat 6, normally aspirated our class leaders so far in the session are our points leaders. 
That's huh. fairly easy. Uh, we've got Riley Dickinson leading the way in pro. He is in the pit lane. I was just looking out to see what changes they were making on the car because clearly Riley feels that it can go a bit quicker. In pro-am, it is Efren Castro leading the way from PJ Hyatt. We welcome PJ back to the series after a brilliant run at Lamont. No, Rexy is not in this championship. It's just a dark green cup car. but It's, it's only still a has... matter of time. I'm telling you that now. It well, is only a matter of time. Yes, but consider the interview I did with PJ back at the beginning of the year at the Roar Before the 24, and his helmet is split. Half his dinosaur, half his unicorn. Ah. His son wanted the dinosaur, and that's where Rexy came from. His daughter wanted the unicorn. Now, we can't do a unicorn because we have Sparkle Farts, and Sparkle Farts is here in the uh, Flying Lizard tent. Uh, I, it's the official name of the car. I'm not making things up or speaking out of turn. Um, but we could have other dinosaurs. Who's to say that the only dinosaur could be Rexy? I mean, there's Barney. We could get other variations of Rexy. Steggy for Just Stegosaurus. Steggy, I like that. I like that. Bronchi. Dip, Diplo. Yep, yep. Um, Diplodogus. Veli. Velociraptor. The, the, the options are endless. They're finding new dinosaurs every day. They just found a new one in Utah. Well, not a new one, but they discovered one that hadn't previously been discovered. Uh, they discovered that. Is that Utahosaurus then now, is it? Utah. No, I'm, I'm not a saurus. Um, and in the AM category, Mark Kwame leads the way from John Getz and then Scott Noble and Grady Willingham. Those drivers separated by not very much at all. John Getz actually three hundredths of a second off the fast lap for Mark Kwame. Very good run. Uh, as far as that's concerned, I'm impressed by that lap time by, by John Getz. Second in pro now, though, we did just have a change. Michael McCarthy is up to P2. Had a very good run going last year in the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge race it was when he was in a Porsche. Yes. And unfortunately, no fault of his own, the race ended. So Michael's got quite a bit of unfinished business as far as racing a Porsche at Watkins Glen is concerned. Riley Dickinson just coming through to turn nine to rejoin the short course, if you will, and ahead of him uh, is the... Now, who's that in the number 43? 43 would be Mark Kwame. Uh, it is Mark Kwame, of course yep. it is. Coming back into our site now. Now they come across the line. And this was an outlap for Riley Dickinson, so he goes on to his fast lap. Here he comes now. Mark Kwame with the white, green and purple car. And if you notice closely by Ooh. looking at that car, there's a list of names on it, John. Yeah. It's Alzheimer's. Yeah. Raising awareness. Race to Very end good. ALZ. And John Getz has just gone to the top of the arm category. Wow. In the number 57 Porsche uh, with a 152.260. Great lap. That's a very good lap from John. He's been putting together some really good road racing with Wright Motorsports. The man from Connecticut. I'm just looking back to see what he's done here in the past. If this is a track that he likes. Well, last year was a fourth and a second for John Getz. He didn't run in 2021. Uh, and I'll take fourth and a second. He did a couple of starts in 21 after five years away. But his background, club racing start. So if you're from Western Connecticut, you've got two tracks that are fairly reasonable within a driving distance. One of which has limited track days every year. That would be Lime Rock Park yeah. and the Glen. That kind of makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. True enough. Uh, other class leaders in pro-arm. It's still Jeff Mosing oh. for top racing. 14th overall. And with at least half a dozen pros behind him. 
Watch out for Tom Sargent. He did a very good sector one and overall best sector two and a personal best sector three. 149.561. He is now within six tenths of Riley Dickinson. I think Alex Sedgwick may have had a problem. The man from Southam. Oh, no. Um, which is right next to where Bob Dawson lives. Oh, brilliant, brilliant Bob. Brilliant Bob. Um, he the horse fields. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He shortcut all the way through from five to nine. So that means, oh. I think that means he's had a problem. He's, he's on his way back to the pit. So let's see if Alex drops back into the pit this time around in the 98. That was an outlap as well for oh. Alex in, on the JDX car. He's just coming to turn 10. Yep, I see him now. slow out there. He's staying off the line. That's good. Does he dive into the pits? He's around about the pit entry now, Shea. I can't. No. I think he stayed out. Yeah, I think you're right. Here he comes now. Yep. There he goes. He's out on the track, and he's back up to speed. So whatever that was was strange. He has. He's just ahead of the number 68 of uh, Chris Palermo for MDK and in fact he's pulling away goes through turn 4 now stretching the eyes and the binocs as uh, he heads down towards the inner loop a lot of time to be made up in the inner loop and always a question mark here do you set the car up so that you can absolutely hammer the curbs through that bus stop chicane no I think that's too much of a compromise I do yeah. and, and that's what that's what guys tell me the, the first one you can use the middle one you can't the exit one you can't um, but if you try and set the car up touring car style tends to be slightly too soft for the higher speed corners particularly going up the hill through the S's Already only eight and a half minutes left in this practice hey, session. Was that good? I know. As uh, Riley Dickinson has found a bit more speed, he has now done the personal best, uh, overall best, excuse me, sector two time. Tom Sargent still out there circulating and circulating well. He's gone a tenth faster than Riley through the first sector, the last five laps in a row, I would say. So that's been a good performance from Tom trying to figure out this track. This would be uh, more similar to the Australian circuits than where we've come from, from the last two rounds, I would say. Uh, Long Beach and Miami, both street circuits. Now we're on a proper American old-fashioned racetrack as Riley comes into the pits. He'd have, uh, he'd have raced at Adelaide, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Supporting the Repsol V8 supercars. But, but when you look at a, a calendar and you decide, I want to go race in North America... There are a couple of tracks in particular that you take out the giant red Sharpie and circle a couple of times. And Watkins oh, yeah. Glen, oh, Road absolutely. America, yeah. uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. For, for the kids who learn how to play on the simulators, those are the tracks that you go, yeah, I want to go there in real life. And then you come here Road in real Atlanta. life and go, I had no idea it was this well, crazy. The I, elevation. Having, yes, Road ha- having been in, coming to the States for many years since the late 1990s and never having been here in the the old IMSA days and the ALMS days, I was a bit worried about coming here. This says you should never meet your heroes. Well, <laughs> Watkins Glen does not disappoint. No. And when we had Joe Bradley with us here last year, this is a circuit that as a 70s, 60s and 70s and 80s Formula One fan, he has watched, he has coveted being here. And when he got here 
last year. I thought he was going to cry when we came up the hill across the railway tracks there and up to to come and get our passes and sign on and just for him to be here. And then when we were going out, they'd opened the gate across the track for the trucks to go across. Mm. So that was the way I went out and I just stopped so that he could take the picture uninterrupted down through turn two and up through the S's. Yeah. Special, special. moment. And, and when somebody comes here who hasn't been here before, you get, you get to see it through their eyes, don't you? You get yeah. to see that fresh look. This is one of those tracks that I will always do the track walk. Yeah. And it's not because it's changed or because you need to figure out where the bumps are because you feel the history through it. This place mm. in Sebring, they really do stand out as being special well, historic tracks for America. And you talk uh, about this series here, the d- deluxe Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Next time out, Road America. Road America on the newly repaved Road America. And remember what that did to this circuit when it was repaved. And watching the IndyCars last weekend um, that I had to watch on catch up because I was doing the Flywheel Festival at Bista Heritage, um, which was great fun, by the way. And got to do some laps in uh, a Mazda RX3. Oh, well, that's cool. It was very cool. Um, that's the times that the Indy cars were finding there and how and we saw how it transformed this place and how it didn't actually make any new overtaking manoeuvres but it just made people drive the circuit differently so yeah it opens up new lines yeah it does it does that well what we down to just 10 uh, minutes 10 and a half to go no five, five uh, excuse minutes. me that's um, the time yes it's 10 30 <laughs> in the morning uh as we are now with will martin up into p2 tom Sargent p3 jason hart is still fourth and then michael cooper is fifth so it's not taking michael very long to figure out how to race a porsche well uh in sixth michael mccarthy seventh travis wiley eighth alex sedgwick Ninth is Sean Varwig, and rounding out the top ten is Ryan Yardley. And should note, John, I've only mentioned half of our pro competitors because this weekend we have 20 of them. Talk about an embarrassment of riches. Certainly is. Dan Clark's still not with the lap time. He is out on the track, though. I wonder if his transponder is just not working properly. Uh, has he not had a lap time yet? No. Oh, was that what they were looking at in the front Could have been. Uh, no, that was Scott Noble's car that ah, they were yes, looking at in right. the front. That's right. They were looking at the back of Dan Clark Correct. on the left-hand side, uh, which was good because that meant we could see it. Yes. If they'd been working on the right side, we would have been completely We would never clueless. have known. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He's got five laps, and his best laps are 4.12. But he's got... Which means his transponder is working. Yes, it is working because that's changed because that oh. was a five-something last time around. I think they've got an intermittent problem yep. and he's coming in and out. Uh, but I don't see him in the pit lane, which is the... He oh, is, it could be behind the wall. He, I think they've gone behind ah, the wall. Yep, good yeah. point. Uh, car number 10, that's Scott Noble, has had a spin at turn number one. Let's see if he's managed to continue. I don't see the car down there. It is nice to be able to just stick the head a little bit forward. And all of a sudden, have a view of the racetrack. It was the weirdest thing, John, when we were calling the MX-5 race to not be able to see the cars for all the fog. It's just talking about that. Oh, as, oh a little spin down at turn one and yep. a recovery. Uh, did you just mention that? I did. I thought you did. Yep. That you were just Scott. making sure I did. Yes, that was Scott Noble. Yep. Yeah. Very good. 
two and a half minutes to go. Uh, these times not standing for anything at the moment. But of course, if we didn't get any qualifying, uh, there is the option to take them into consideration. Although at this time of the season, it would normally go to points. championship points. And I don't think we have any newcomers per se, aside from Michael Cooper, mm. who would need to be set by anything but points. Top seven. Call it the top eight, really, down to Sean Varvik, who are in within one second on a lap time of 109 seconds. <laughs> so well under a 1% difference between first to tenth. That's extraordinary, isn't it? It really is. Especially when you're talking about the quality of these race cars and what it takes to extract the maximum from them. You've got someone like Riley who's firing on all cylinders, pun not meant, uh, going up against drivers who are in the Pro-Am class, Efren Castro, uh, Jeff Mosing, Jimmy Lieb, uh, no, Alan Metney, and PJ Hyatt, and Moise Uretsky, Mark Cicerone. All right, our Pro-Am class is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it, any one of the top six drivers, realistically, could run away with this race. Not only win it, but run and hide. And yet, they're all together uh, within the timing charts and most of the time out on the racetrack as well. Welcome back to Alan Metten. He missed the last round of the championship. Family obligations. Absolutely he chose correct. correctly. Yes. But he's back racing a Porsche this weekend. Racing two Porsches, as a matter of fact. Double duty with Kai Van Berlo in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And uh, Jackson Evans is the third driver in their car. Uh, another... Man who has carved his early part of his career down in Porsche Carrera Cup Australia. Uh, Carrera Cup Australia and then Carrera Cup France, becoming champion of both of those. Very highly thought of at Porsche. New fastest lap for Efren Castro. Takes him into the top 10 overall at 10 with a bullet. Uh, and the Kelly Moss Racing driver in the number 65 car uh, is the top of the class as far as Pro-Am is concerned. And Jeff Mosing now two-tenths of a second in arrears. Hmm. And that two-tenths of a second is five spots wow. on the track. You talk about the variety of drivers in this championship. The cars are all the same. The drivers make the difference. And that is what we just saw. The checkered flag is out. And there are a couple of cars coming into the pit lane to see the flag. But more cars staying out to finish this final lap of practice number one. Who's that coming in? Will Martin just came in, so we will not be better than second. Great effort from the young Englishman. Very impressed with Will. Riley also into the pits, so the young Texan not improving his time or position. Travis Wiley peeled off. His last lap was his best lap, and he wasn't improving, so he's coming into the pit lane, 149.8 for him. Riley Dickinson and Will Martin take the checkered flag, as Shea mentioned, inside the pit lane. Good session as well from Jason Hart. Uh, running with Nola Sport in car number 20. Finishing in the fourth position. He'll be happy with that. Uh, he's running with MDK now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, because he coaches Scott Noble. Yep, he used to run with uh, Nola Sport in pilot. And Correct. in um, a different series as well. Correct. Long ties with them. Thank you for that. Who's that going slowly across the finish line? That's Efren Castro. He knows he's already done the time and doesn't yeah. need to improve upon it. So let me give you the rundown then. Riley Dickinson, our runaway championship leader, by almost a full tenth of a second. Now, 
to you and me and probably everybody else out here, a, t- a full tenth of a second is not much, but here it's, uh, it's quite a lot, and so is half a second, and that's the next gap back. So Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss from two JDX drivers, Will Martin and Alex Sedgwick, second and third. McElroy Racing has Tom Sargent in fourth position in the number 17 car, and the top six, six made up by Jensen Hart of MDK Motorsport in the number 20, and Michael Cooper for accelerating performance. In the classes, Efro Castron is top of the pro-am timesheets in this first free practice with a 150. Efro Castron. Efro Castron. <laughs> yes, Efron Castro, sorry, in the number 65. I was too excited for him. 150.238. And in the am category, it is... Where is the am category? He must be Mark Palme, fir- surely. Oh, yes. No, no, it's John Getz. Approved oh. on the final lap. Um, and he'd been there for a little while, and he's just improved. Mark Kwame in second, so a 151.8 for John, and a 152.3, three tenths of a second in the favour of John Getson, Wright Motorsport in the 57 machine, uh, in 25th position. So that's a very good run by John, and as, as at the moment, it is free practice, so it doesn't quite count for anything. Another free practice session before we have qualifying and we'll have both of the races of the IMSA Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America over the weekend live in Sound and Vision, whether you're here in the US or further afield. Thanks to Shea Adam. Uh, We'll have more track action coming up for you in a few moments' time here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.